0: Thank you for downloading this podcast and welcome to Arrow Bandwidth, the podcast to help the channel better understand the trends, technologies and concepts that are facing the IT industry today. I'm your host, David Fern, and we hope you enjoy this Arrow production. And please subscribe. Thanks. Welcome to episode two of Arrow Bandwidth. I'm joined today, as per usual, with my co host Richard. My name's David Fern, and we are absolutely honoured to be joined by a very good friend of mine and a very, very influential individual in our industry, Mr. Andrew McLean from Compare the Cloud. Greetings, Cloud Royalty.
1: <laughs> Thank royalty. You. I bask in the reflective glory
0: of Mr. McLean. In the Royal Exchange of all places as well. In so, yeah. The royal Thank you, thank you, David. No problem at all. So this episode is all about where is the business value in IoT, and as always, this is a podcast that's aimed at the channel, it's aimed at the guys who've actually got to go and sell this at the coalface. Mm-hmm. And what I want to be able to give the channel from the end of this episode is the ability is is a whole bunch of things they can go and say, Mister Customer, this is why you should invest in IoT. This is why it's going to help your business, and uh, and essentially this is what's this is what it's all about. This is the point. So. I'm going to start by posing the question In a connected world, is there business value from gaining context from rubbish, heartbeats from vineyards, and useful information from the seemingly useless? Discuss.
2: Ooh. Discuss. Well, I mean, th- this is very much a question of trends and fashion. So, obviously, we've, we've got the cloud, cloud technology, people uploading information onto the internet. Um, and we're, we're kind of getting used to that as, as an industry. Internet of Things is a little bit different. It's, it's quite new. Um, and some people would be tempted to call it a fad because at the moment we've had, how should we say, gadgets. But, you know, from fashion always comes a demand. Mm-hmm. So where do we start with that? Okay, what do I mean by that? Okay, so we're in the Royal Exchange. So why, why is the Royal Exchange? So you ask the question, why is a Royal Exchange? I won't bore you with too much history of the Royal Exchange, <laughs> but... Um, back once upon a time in the 16th century, um, the Royal Exchange was built as a need to satisfy a fashion. There was a fashion of vanity where people were wearing mm. uh, new and different clothing. They were wearing uh, uh, new starch products which would wilt in the rain, Picadills, where Piccadilly comes from. Um, they, were like wearing... London tour guide. <laughs> they were wearing. the Tall Guy. They were wearing dyed clothing. Now the problem with dyed clothing, of course, they weren't dyed fast, so therefore the the rain would come and everything would drip everywhere. So suddenly they thought, you know what we're going to have to do? We're going to have to start trading indoors. So they built uh, St. Paul's Cathedral, or they started using St. Paul's Cathedral before Christopher Wren rebuilt it. But more interestingly, Thomas Gresham uh, built the Royal Exchange, and he built that purely out of fashion. He built that because he didn't want the 400 merchants who were using the Royal Exchange to stand out in the rain and Mm. lose all their... Lose all their clothing, clothing dye. And actually, it's also the, uh, the first uh, shopping centre in uh, Europe, which is uh, quite really? interesting. And now apparently... only been there for five years, <laughs> didn't know any of that. Well, there you go. Um, so, well, it's based after the bourse in uh, Antwerp. Anyway, the point of that being that, okay, so these things start as a fad, but now mm. we know that everybody uses trades inside. They use stores. Yep. It's, just, it's just become common. And I think the Internet of Things is very much s- similar People initially used to play with things. They said, okay, we'll take several devices, we'll connect them together, and we'll we'll see what happens. So uh, we just did an interview with IBM uh, on uh, Bluemix. They took a BB-8 droid, and they tied it into an EEG, and the guy could control it with his mind, and this little droid would move around with his mind. And it's all very cool, but you then ask...
0: Mind or the Force?
2: Well, th- they claim the force, but yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Copyrighted, i just <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. to say. For, for you Star Wars fans out there. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's all very nice, uh, but underpinning that is the power the Internet of Things can bring. Yeah. And, you know, there is a lot of experimentation at the moment, but more and more we are starting to see uh, business cases for things. Um, I know there's been one-off business cases, uh, people mapping out uh, boats that are in races. Uh, They're just about to trial out on the M6 uh, lorries, which are driverless, which is terrifying. What could possibly (laughs) go wrong with this? Hmm. Um, But, you know, we are starting to get to the point where the early adoption has moved on, and we are starting to see more grown up, more business-centric, Internet of Things uh, products and produce, and yeah, okay, some of it's consumer. We have the Apple Watch and and various other things, and people say, oh, well, you know, it's, it's consumer. But there are a lot of things for for businesses. So, yeah, there there is a definite business value coming. There are people asking about it. There are people wanting it. There are people that that need Internet of Things to keep ahead of the competition. Yeah. yeah. Of course, if your competition has. The, something which is connecting, you know, their their depot with their sales floor, with their guys out on the street, with you know what their clients are doing. Um, you know, y- you are going to suffer uh, if if you are not ahead of the game. Um, as one of my learned colleagues would say, you are a, you're, you're a dead man walking as a as a company. Mm. So yeah, I think inherently there is business value, and I think there will be tremendously more business value as
1: as time moves on yeah uh, do you do you think you know that there's any veracity in the, this statement that you know uh, people are people are scared that robots will replace their roles and yeah I, there was a a, a, a Bbt series on yeah or, th- or theme of of programmes or, or along those lines and and I don't know if it's because I work in it but um, my my view on that and that fear factor that you know the robots are coming I kind of apply to IO- iot as well from a point of view of well I'm not concerned if a robot could replace me or do my job um because yeah. The Royal Exchange, the the evolution of um, of society, of industry, of technology. Actually, the what one of the things that IoT will will bring. We talked about weird and wacky ideas David, in the last podcast. It's it's a case of there are there are applications, there are of the technology, there are jobs, mm-hmm. businesses, commercial models that you know what we've not even thought of yet. We've yeah. not even scratched the surface know. surface okay. about the potential that you know something like a connected world can, mm-hmm. can give us. Uh, absolutely, I mean, these conversations are going back to the industrial
2: revolution. Yeah, I mean, you know, they, they used. To, I was reading about um, Uber recently, and Uber's. Killing, and I don't want to get into political discussion about this. And please, no politics. No, no hate, any hate mail, please send to uh, the Arrow bandwidth team. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> you know, th- there was you. this whole conversation That's about um, uh, taxi cabs, and they say, Oh, well, you know, uh, we're being replaced. But then you could say, Well, taxi cabs, they replaced the, the horse drawn carriage, mm-hmm. and which replaced and replaced and replaced. I remember reading an article, uh, some academic, I don't remember the university, shame on me. But they had done a, a big data analysis. Which, you know, they actually have a job um, which has come from this new technology in order to provide this information. But they did an analysis on the amount of career opportunities that have come since the Industrial Revolution. And actually, you're, you're completely correct. The number of opportunities for employment and the number of opportunities for reskilling and scaling up have increased since the Industrial yeah. Revolution. And it's continued to do so. The, You know whether it be the 20th century or the 21st century. And you're right. you know, When cloud came along, people were like, well, you know, um, you know, you know IT people would lose their jobs. And no, they haven't lost their jobs. I mean, some have moved on. Some have lost their jobs. Um, but primarily, there have been... Uh, people who have reskilled, people now work in cloud technology, people still need the trusted advisors, mm. so they still have people in offices, and people doing various things. Internet of Things replaced by robots. Someone's got to run the robots. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. I actually think it, it introduces more opportunities than it gets rid of, because actually, I hate using this term, but it's very appropriate in this particular case. It's moving people up the value chain. Yeah. It's taking people from very manual, repetitive jobs, automating that, and moving them into more skilled, sort of... Um, high-skills industry-type jobs and roles. Mm. You know, I think this is slightly off-topic, but I read a really p- interesting piece of research recently about, you know, this whole move and shift of manufacturing moving to China over the last 20 years because that's where labor is more economical than in mainland Europe and specifically the UK. We could actually see a massive recall of that as 3D printing and those sort of technologies take off and, you know, IoT becomes more prevalent and more sort of capable, um... And actually, what we'll see is there'll be more jobs around maintaining and programming and running this new world industry because we don't need lots of people manufacturing stuff anymore. The robots, the 3D printers are going to do that for us. Mm. So, it's it's an interesting sort of balancing act that we're doing at the moment around introducing very disruptive, very sort of innovative technologies Mm. and also balancing it off against where's the business value. Um, and what is a pragmatic first step almost on the road to genuine sort of adoption of all these technologies to make you make your organization, yeah, you know, as I say, get context from rubbish, understand, you know, the, the very sort of ins and outs of every single element of your organization
1: to be a very, very data led and very analytically driven organization. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned gaining business value and I, and I think, yeah, I'd be even more specific than that. It's, where, where an industry, where regardless of it being public or private sector, or regardless of it being a yeah, a, a hundred-year-old organisation or a startup, yeah, for me, business value in IoT, it's where you gain a competitive advantage. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's <coughs> absolutely it. You know, if if I can if I can create a service, if I can. Improve an interaction with whoever my customer is, whether it's another business, whether it's an individual, or even another machine. <coughs> that gives me something that potentially my competitors don't have. Yep. And if I can get, <laughs> it's like bringing the traders indoors. Mm, yeah. Yeah. It's it's a feature, it's a function that nobody else can do at the minute, or or it fixes a problem that a potential customer has with an existing service or supplier that they're taking. Mm. Um, I, I, and I think that's, when we're looking for the, as an organisation, or whether it's one of our channel partners, whether it's an an end user, like say you know, a hospital, a, a school, an insurance house, uh, one of the big organisations down at Canary Wharf, you know, it's, <coughs> where can I, where can I gain competitive advantage? Where should I look for in my business process, my, my sales, my products, my services? Where can I look to identify? Wouldn't it be good if? Wouldn't yep. can't I? Yeah, if I can do this, I can quantify it in this way. I think once you start to be able to identify that, that's when kind of the Pandora's box of IoT starts to have some tangible. Mm-hmm.
0: Sort of proof. Uh, I, you know, I don't think it's difficult to link immediately business value to IoT. You know, you can take an example as simple as, you know, putting a sensor in a bin and seeing when it's full and mm. being able to better sort of get people to empty them when they're full rather than when they're half full. Yeah, you know, we've seen that example in, in the wild. Yeah. And um, I tell you one of the interesting sort of um, flip sides to that, though, is how does that disrupt? The industries today and how do industries today sort of change their own organizations to say okay we were making loads of money by regularly going and emptying the bins whether they're empty or full but now we're being told when a bin's full that lowers the amount of bin collections we can make which should theoretically lower the cost of our service to that organization how do we how do we deal with that sort of reality because the problem I found with with these newer disruptive technologies, fundamentally, if we look at all of them—cloud, IoT, analytics—it's always been that they're disrupting an existing ebb and flow. And it's very much like you know you say about bringing the traders inside and all those sorts of things. It's how do we how do we sort of enable the world to be able to not be terrified by this and how and actually embrace it? What what are some top tips? Come on.
2: <laughs> look. Uh, we there's a great insult to the United Kingdom um, once upon a time it was a Napoleon he said that we were a nation of shopkeepers and you know it was it was meant as an insult but actually within the, within the UK and Europe it is one of our strengths we we started off as an agricultural society uh, we moved on to secondary industry and now we're we're very much a service society mm-hmm. and th- there will always be opportunity within service um, and uh, you know, I, I hate to sound like one of these futurists, but you know, time time does move on. The technology is moving on. Um, the only way to to capitalise on this is to be ahead of the curve. Mm-hmm. You, you 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 know, there were plenty of people holding out for the retention of the pager the mobile phone killed all that, yep. you know, yep. the, the landline. I mean, I don't even own a landline anymore. I mean, it's it's, it's, it's ridiculous, really. Um, I have no idea how people used to meet before, because if you arranged to meet someone outside Boots at like three o'clock in the afternoon and you were late, you had absolutely no way. I mean, what, would you have carrier pigeon? You had no way of communicating <laughs> with them. So, I mean, the technology moved on. Everybody's got a mobile phone now, and, you know, that, that industry the industry has moved on. No one 's around selling fax machines anymore even mm. e- well actually even fax machines are all digital now, so someone 's going oh, well you know let 's digitize this um, we We are moving on the, the, You have to see this from the demand perspective the you, 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 The demand is there, people want things, people want things that make their life easier and in this day and age, that comes with technology. technology is there to make people 's life easier and yeah as we 've said already, some of it 's quite silly uh, you know we 've got the internet i 've mentioned in previous podcasts, not this one that um we have internet connected toilets that do
1: <laughs> some very strange things that scares me andy i 'm never going to the toilet in japan
2: it, it, d- no never. it wasn 't it wasn 't Japanese either it was, was too really strange, and you know it would play music for you and it would it would flush by by pressing your phone, the lid would go up, the lid would go down, and invariably someone hacked it, and it was all a bit of chaos. I think someone had thought they had a poltergeist. And, you know, <laughs> these things do Fantastic. happen. But, you know, the, the technolo- I keep repeating, the technology is moving on. There is a demand for this technology. Mm. Um, lamenting for old tech, we shouldn't be sentimental about technology. Technology is moving on. But what
0: about when it actually genuinely hits the bottom line of an organization? When, for example, IoT is going to help organizations... So one of the things that IoT brings for me is it brings context to things that never had context, never ever were seen as part of an IT organization's remit, part of an organization's remit. They just couldn't fundamentally understand what the hell was going on with this thing. That is going to help, that is going to bring a totally new metric a totally new dimension to a lot of organizations who have relied upon the old way of doing things for many many years never even started to consider the impact of technology on their organizations they're going to have to start taking it very very seriously because all of a sudden i go back to the bin example really really simple but bins are going to need to be collected less because we're going to know when they're full or not now that fundamentally is going to impact a bin com- a bin collection company that bin collection company for years and years and years has never ever thought of that being an issue or or that even ever being a possible idea that someone come up with now it's a business reality it's going to help the sort of industries to be more efficient and to save money yet how are we going to help the organizations who
1: are going to be hit by it to to accept it and move on you know i i think you know you're going to have you're going to have those industries that will absolutely see the value or those businesses even never mind those industries you know it's you see yeah in in fleet services in the hire industry it, it's probably acceptable today to have yeah you know, and it will be a cost line to put a gps tracker on something that you're going to hire a cherry picker a car uh, a container um and same fleet services to put a GPS tracker and a feed on. Um, you and I, as consumers, yeah, you know, having a company car, uh, you know, being a delivery driver, knowing that working for a breakdown company or a delivery firm that your movements are being tracked, yeah, you know, gone are the days of being worried from a big brother perspective. You kind of, yeah, you, know, you, you accept and you expect that that is part and parcel of the progress of technology. Mm-hmm. Um, and therefore, you know, in those types of segments, if you can say, well, right, you know what, we've delivered a solution here where you know, we can track where your your fleet of company cars or delivery trucks are. Wouldn't it be great if we can move on to the next step, which is add more sensors, so that we can drive down the costs of maintenance, so that actually, you know, we can predict when you're yep. going to have a breakdown, so that we can optimize the size of your fleet and how frequent, you know, you have to incur extra costs. Um, yeah, on on the flip side of things, you know, having having sensors that you can embed in in yeah, physically within yourself that will help with medical treatment and that will, you know, melt away, yeah. Be absorbed into your body. Yeah, that's probably a bigger leap. <laughs> That's a bigger leap today rather than yeah. thinking, you know what, I'll put a sensor in my car. Mm. Um, so I, 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 I think, I hope that, you know, um, our partners, our customers, you know, they will find their sweet spot. And, you know, is it, is it the job of ourselves? Is it the job of yeah, Andy and his organisation to help steer partners towards identifying, right, you know what, absolutely, we we may be out of our comfort zone, but we're not too far out of our comfort zone, and we can absolutely see we can monetize this. Yeah, it's worthwhile doing because you know if you're out at the bleeding edge and you're an innovator, let's be frank. You know how many times do pe- how many times do people fail before they hit upon a successful idea? Yeah, you will be very very lucky to find one person that comes up with. <laughs> I know Flappy Cats, Fluffy Kittens That mm-hmm. you know what it, it just makes them a fortune overnight. Yeah, in in the world we're at today, yeah, getting people to transform, getting people to to think like a disruptor, mm-hmm. and to innovate within the oil tanker is a, yeah, it's not it's not a decision that's taken likely or, or within minutes. You want to nurture that, and you know. <sighs> Not wanting to be insulting to anybody, but the businesses that that aren't prepared to take that risk or that aren't prepared to evolve, they're going to be trading cloth on the steps of St Paul's.
2: Oh man, they've got like the outdoor market, uh, which which is nice, and you know everybody likes an outdoor market, but no one's really going to go there seven days a week and uh, do their weekly shop. Well, some people will, and um, we, <sighs> I, d- I don't know. I, I, I don't want to have the polite conversation. The The true situation is that you, you have trusted advisors, whoever they may be, your distributor, your IT partner, they will advise you. Uh, they will educate. Education is key. With education, you can find out what technologies are available. With technologies that are available, you can then figure out how to monetize them. My accountant, oh, God. Um, my accountant, he, um, you know, I'm sure he, I think he's, been in this game for decades and originally it was on paper and everything had to be signed in triplicate now everything is online his whole business has had to adapt to this idea that things are filed on sage and then they're uploaded to hmrc online and everything is you you know with my permission via my phone the 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 idea that you know there's still people here with people kicking about with big giant Ledgers on lambskin is uh, doesn't it doesn't exist anymore. Uh, These industries have had to move on. Shopping has had to move on. Uh, The big stores now they all use uh, clever things to tell you what you will buy and what you have bought and what they think you're going to buy. I mean, uh, it wasn't Amazon who are now going to start sending you things that it thinks you want. Like we've been playing with uh, this Amazon Echo. Again, it sounds like a silly little gadget, but it's this, this smart device you put in your home, and it, you say, "Echo, uh, what time is it?" And it'll tell you the time. But more, it, you can also say, "Echo, order me an Uber taxi," and it will order a taxi, and Echo, buy my shopping," and it'll say, "What do you want?" And you list it, and then it just appears on your doorstep uh, the next day. I mean I'm
1: Who would ever have thought that a search engine would be disrupted? And that's exactly what Echo's doing. Yeah. Not, a search, yeah. not even a search engine, a book company. Well, you know, <laughs> yeah. Being disrupted by a book company. Yeah. Mm. So you have a, you, you've got an Echo?
0: Oh, we do have an Echo. I'm, We're taking it out for a test. I Look at his eyes like I am up.
1: so jealous.
2: <laughs> we, have a, we have a new um, t- uh, online TV station, uh, and that's going to be our second video, A Day with the Echo. Um, I, won't, I won't spoil any of it, but I th- it's going to get slightly damaged. A bit.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I mean, say that. <laughs> just he just asked. All right, <laughs> we, yeah. we we're digressing rapidly. Um but no no, I, I was just going to say, you know, joking aside, it's it, you don't just see it with things like like uh, like Eka. I, you know, I was having a conversation with somebody a couple of weeks ago, and um, I didn't know, but um, you have to pass a flying test and have uh, insurance to fly a, a droid in uh, Mexico. Well, I yeah. So, drives, so. Is yeah. That, well yeah, so um, so, I so so what this software company has done uh, in partnership with the droid manufacturer is they've created a little app mm. this droids controlled by your your smartphone why wouldn't it be uh, and you download the app when you buy the droid, um, it says fly the droid up, flight down left, right, you pass your test online through your phone and then you hit this button, and basically what that does is that links into a an approved insurance provider uh, and guess what you've got your amazing drone flight certificate you've got your insur- insurance which you paid for and you're good to go all of a sudden legislation possibly could kill that industry no. Enabled. I'd, uh, no. I'd love Done. a
2: license to shoot down a drone, but that's just me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, um, Training but, the hawk. Yeah. But going back to your point about the, you didn't say cruise ship. What did you say? Uh, tanker. Tanker? Yeah innovating? yeah. innovating so, the oil tanker. So, so, yeah. Innovating the oil tanker. All right. Let's 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 cut to the chase. We had the whole cloud thing. The whole cloud thing came out and everybody's like, cloud, 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 cloud. The oil tankers went, and people were still going, cloud, 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 we want it. Urgh. Now they're playing catch up. You've got a yeah. lot of big yeah. companies playing catch up, and they should have. They were they just rested on the laurels. They saw a lot of income coming in. I didn't see what was ahead of them, and now is another opportunity with IoT, and really just get a new captain <laughs> if that's what you've got to do. Get Kirk out of the seat and get Picard in there and get that <laughs> tanker turning. Okay,
0: so yeah, that well that brings me on nicely to the next part I want to discuss, which is. Pragmatic steps for introducing IoT. Where should you look? As a channel partner, how can you go to, as you say, an all tanker organization and say, here is a pragmatic, simple first step to introducing IoT. Here's the business value. Simple, straightforward, very undisruptive to the core of the organization. But a great little starter for 10 to start to say, hey, this stuff is is real. It's valuable. And as we said, if you don't get on board... You're just gonna be left behind because this is the next new wave. So who wants I, to start? Andy? Ooh.
2: Well, I, I, I do love the ideas of companies having skunk works where they they all hide together in a little room and they say, let's press A B C and see what happens. Now that isn't to say they're going to completely change what the company does, it just means that they're going to have a sub-branch that goes out. Possibly on one of the if they have verticals, they might pick one vertical. Say they say they do software and they go to recruitment and they say, well, instead of installing the software locally, we're going to start providing a cloud service. Or, yeah, you know, if you're retail, you might say, well, maybe just on these little stores, we're going to try that. You you can try all the and this is the beauty of technology, particularly IoT. It's it's fairly nimble. It's fairly quick. It's it's quite easy to put together. Is that right? I think no, it's quite no, easier. I, I no, Completely no, agree with it. It's oh, easy for really me, me to oh, put, put together. I love, fa- I love the fact. I love the fact
1: that we're two podcasts in and we're talking about Skunk Works. I there are yeah. some massive global organisations uh, that, for legal reasons, we can't mention, um, that that have taken that approach that yeah, are using yeah. community development to to create potential products for the future. And you know, yeah. um, I, I'd say it's it, it's part and parcel of you know that. It, it, it's that different conversation. Yeah, I, um, I, I mentioned earlier about talking to an organisation and saying, right, where's your next competitive advantage coming yep. from? Look, where, are your pro- where are your problems today that you think are too big to solve?
0: I'm going to say it, and I'm going to feel dirty for saying it, bimodal IT.
2: You'll have to explain that. I have no idea what you're talking about.
0: Bimodal IT, bimode, 2 mode IT. Think of your organisation as two separate organisations. Think you've got your core organisation keeping the lights on and your agile edge around the outside.
1: I don't have the education of Dave, so I'll say two I'm not even gonna to say two speed. Two speed but do, I'm gonna to say speed. speedboat and oil tanker.
2: Well yeah, that, that's why it gets paid more than me. That's uh...
1: <laughs> could neither I could neither do confirm or <laughs> deny. <laughs> Moving
2: quickly i <on>. am <laughs> still on. waiting for my fee. So um.
0: So yeah, great one. So start small, start it's with those little lads. Ag- it's nimble, uh, it's absolute. agile.
2: Look, if you were a bank, you were and you that's said, Oh well, let's let's have a bank just for students You wouldn't then go, right, how are we going to have a bank just for students? Let's go build more banks. How much is that going to cost? That's going to cost us a billion pounds. What's the return on investment? We have no idea, but it sounds really good, and we'll put some beanbags in there. That's a great idea, guys. (laughs) But you know what? Why don't you just try something a bit more subtle? You have access to, to technology. So let's say for the students, you have some funky app that ties in with something they might use, and maybe it has payment for services that they need all the time, like, uh, their online bookstores or something like that, and just start small. And if that works, and it works very well, then move it to the next one. You know, you might, whoever that might be, and move it, move it, move it, move it, and then you can change the whole organization. You don't have to change the whole organization all yeah. in one go. No, I think that's what a lot of larger companies do. They think oh, we're gonna have to spend twenty billion because we either have to do it or don't no, do it. Not you, not ju- you can afford now to. Well, I hope you can afford now to put a couple of people in a room and come up with something funky well, and exactly. try it out.
0: And yeah. as I proved the other day, I purchased one of these little IoT devices, pack of sensors, Wi-Fi, with a chip on board, three pounds off eBay. If you can get started for three pounds and a couple of YouTube videos, that is worth everyone trying. Everyone.
1: Rich, give me a tip. Oh, a top tip for business value in IoT. Yeah. I just identify your pain points. And yeah. don't be afraid to 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 challenge challenge the business. Don't be afraid to challenge your bosses. Good. Like you say, yeah, three pounds for a board, yeah. Squirrel yourself away in a room for two days. Um yeah, in the long in the long term, is it gonna bring your business down? No. no. But if it he helps you identify your next Uber, your next Facebook I'd say that's two days well invested. I would agree. I would agree. And my top tip is,
0: as you walk around your organization, look at things that if you could understand them, metric them, monitor them, bring context to them, think about how you could do that. Think like a Jedi. Think like a Jedi. <laughs> and on that note, Andy, it's been absolutely fantastic to have you here today. It's Thank you so much. I understand you're going to be here next week as well. Yep. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Thank you very much. Rich, all yours. as always... Thank you very, very much. One last thing, Andy, is there anything you'd like to plug? Obviously, you mentioned you're using a, you're starting a new TV station, I understand. I wouldn't dare be so
2: coarse as to plug my wares Like Disruptive Tech TV <laughs> on someone else's show. Hey. But you should definitely <laughs> check it out because we have some really cool stuff.
0: Well, this is audio, your TV. I don't feel that they coincide with each other too much. You can also find Andy actually on a whole bunch of fantastic podcasts before this. Um, he has done Friday Night Cloud. If you look on iTunes and various other podcast aggregation services, you'll find that. And um, what was the first one? It was The Issues. The Issues. And we had many issues. Many. <laughs> as the IT industry <laughs> many, tends to have. Most of them being Andy and his co-host Neil, but other than that, we were good to go. The so, curmudgeon.
1: Yes. Yes. on that note bless you all now it's been an absolute pleasure thank you you. very
0: much and on that note my name is David Fern my co-host has been Richard my guest host has been Andy and our producer as always has been Hannah Jenny thank you very much for listening and uh, yeah we'll see you next week
1: see you next week bye